Good evening and welcome to Abide Forever. My name is Dr. Ebony Robinson and joining me uh, on Abide Forever today is Pastor Robert Rogers and his wife, Miss Sophie Rogers. I welcome them into this discussion uh, tonight as we continue on with 52 weeks of healing and deliverance. Tonight we're going to be discussing the path toward healing for youth and young adults. Uh, Pastor Robert Rogers is not only a pastor, but he's also a behavioral health counselor and his wife, Sophie, uh, is a school therapist. So, you know, they're close to, to young folks and they're going to pour into us tonight and share, uh, some of the things that they have seen, observed, and heard uh, from the young people that they serve daily. Again, 52 weeks of healing and deliverance, and this is week 36. Let's turn our hearts and our ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say to us. Father, we thank you for this hour, this time, Lord Jesus. I ask, Lord, that you would just speak through Robert and Sophie, Lord God. The things that you would have us to focus in on, Lord, the, the revelation that we need, Father God, I pray that it will be in their heart and on their tongues, Lord Jesus. The light that parents need, Father God, um, and the understanding that young people need, Lord Jesus, I ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit that you would allow it to come forth in these conversations, Lord Jesus. Bless and anoint us, Father God. Bless and anoint, consecrate this hour, Father God. You know exactly what we stand in the need of. So Holy Spirit, we're relying on you to do a work that only you can do, not by might or by, or by power, but by your spirit. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. <clears throat> All right. And so, so the first question um, is going to go to Sophie. All right. And as I mentioned earlier, she is a school therapist. And so, Sophie, what we want to start out with is just kind of being reintroduced to the issues that young people are facing right now. What are the biggest challenges um, that, that our young people are up against? And just, just talk to us, inform us, tell us what we need to know concerning our young people today. Yeah. Um, see, this is such a broad area of, because there are so many struggles. And because I am working with elementary level kids, I also work with the high school kids as well, but mostly the elementary kids right now. And the home environment mm -hmm. is critical. It's critical. Mm -hmm. um, there's there's so many issues within the home environment that carries over to the issue of the learning struggles. Um, they kids are struggling, and COVID didn't help. They were struggling before COVID, mm -hmm. and since COVID, it's is is really bad. Um, with them whereas they don't even know they're being passed along mm -hmm. great and they're not getting the resources that they need mm -hmm. to help get to the level where they need to be but instead um we're building the prisons to find a place for them because mm -hmm. their reading level in sixth grade is at kindergarten level at mm -hmm. first grade level um and when you're dealing with 
kids that have such a low level, mm-hmm. the behavior intensify. It, it just it just heightens the situation. So teachers can't basically they can't get what they need to get over to the other kids or to kids. Period. Because the majority of the time is dealing with behavior issues. I'm talking about that that rage. Mm. That mis- I call it misplaced rage. That rage, whereas they don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to effectively express themselves. They shame to say, hey, I don't know. They hide behind the shadows in the classroom because they, I know she won't call on me because I'm going to cut up before this, this test gets started. I'm going to cut up before we start um, testing for anything else. I'm going to get out of the classroom. Therefore, I don't have to worry about taking this test or being embarrassed and not knowing the answer to a question. It's so many different issues that's going on. But um, when we look at the home environment and parents not invested, mm. they put everything into the, the school, into the the, um, the therapist, the school, the teachers to fix it. When mm-hmm. they need to be honestly saying, what can I do to make things better for my child? Because I believe most of them don't know. They don't. Um they see a lot of things at home, the um, the environment, the the stressors at home, mm-hmm. where you have parents and kids at home that's not being um, taught or not being assisted with homework or how to read. We have parents that, no, I'm not gonna say that, but uh, <laughs> we have parents that struggling themselves intellectually. So you have this this uh, this disconnect, this emotional mm-hmm. um, connect with the parents and the child, whereas um, we're so quick to say mental illness, mental illness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're we're never um, at the forefront of saying wellness, mental wellness. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily always have to be an illness, mm-hmm. but you need to be able to. Mm-hmm. know how to take care of yourself that that i'm talking about the uh the younger adults now i mean the younger the older ones but not the necessarily the babies they need to be able to have that self-love that um that mm-hmm. loving on yourself but when we're not getting it at home mm-hmm. who's gonna teach me how to do that mm-hmm. so that's why I have to come in. That positive affirmation. I can have kids sitting in my in my office, and I can talk to them, and I can say, "Hey, what have you said to yourself today? What what positive thing have you said to yourself today?" Mm-hmm. And they can't. Mm. They think about it. Right. They right. don't even know what to say. So when you don't know how to um, speak positive affirmations into yourself. Mm-hmm. They're just laws. They're laws. Okay. And then we have the uh, the younger adults that I think they struggle mostly with um, that perfection. Mm-hmm. That, that that perfection of wanting to do everything right, make wanting to make sure everything right. That perfection of wanting to please parents. Mm-hmm. That perfection of wanting to please social media. Facebook, whatever it is. Um, and it doesn't have to be anything in regards to 
it doesn't have to i mean perfection can go across a um a different thing so yeah you know you 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 looking at social media and you letting that dictate what you should be and who you should be and what you should look like um you know getting dressed in the morning and it's taking way over 30 minutes just to make sure that you got the perfect get up on before you go to school trying to perfect that that outfit for who Right, 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 right. You're supposed to be going to school to learn. What what do you feel about some tennis shoes and that got to match with this and that? It don't make sense to me. But anyway, I'm sorry. (laughs) That perfection is something else. But then we think about this and then trying to please parents. And then you have kids going off to school or want to go off to school. But yet they've been faced with challenges of parents dictating what they can major in where they can um you know holding things over their head if you don't do this then guess what i'm not gonna pay for this you know instead of you creating that safety net Mm -hmm. that wing and just letting them go but them knowing that they have that they don't necessarily have to know Mm -hmm. that the safety net is there but you have to be there to allow them to go out and explore so that if they do Mm -hmm. stumble you got them let yeah. them know that you got them. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, that was a lot. Like, <laughs> and it's all over the place. Yeah, it's all, and there are so many factors that you can't control yeah. in in your environment at the school, right? But right. I guess so. Then, what is the expectation on the parents? Like, if you could communicate to the parent what is needed for mm-hmm. children to be able to. Um, come show up in their learning environment and be fully present, mm-hmm. you know. And and not only now I'm present, and and now I actually want this. I want to be here. I want to learn. Like, what what is the expectation of parents? Like, what is the messaging to them? To what is the change that we need to see from parents from from the ones that are not involved, not caring about whether or not the assignments were done, whether or not the kid even went to school, you know, all the way to the extreme where parents are almost wanting to do children's homework assignments for them because right. they want to act. They right? frustrated. Right. Right. So so what is the messaging as a therapist that you would that you would speak to the, the parents at both of those in the, the end of both of those extremes? Uh, uh, first and foremost, I, I say um you, you have to be transparent with your children. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and being transparent, allowing them to know that, hey, I'm expecting you to do this. I'm expecting you to get to this level, but this is what happened to me. Or sharing the things that have happened to you because you're not the, the, the perfect uh, parent. You don't know. Being able to communicate with that child. You know, last week, that's fine. Was it last week or two weeks ago? I don't know. I asked Warren, my, my youngest. I said, hey, um, what is it that you need from me? More mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. What do you need from um, Just to see what he has to say. Yeah. And he was like, um, I don't want you to. Well, one of the things was to stop fussing, but that's that's, that's the nature. <laughs> it's funny because he was telling me all the things that he wanted or he was looking for from me. Mm-hmm. 
I was quick to respond with an answer and not even let him finish. And I had to check myself like, oh, wait a minute. I'm not hearing them. You have to listen to the kids. Parents have to be able to hear what they're saying. Allow mm-hmm. them to communicate. Mm-hmm. That's one of the issues. They don't know how to effectively communicate. So guess what? They hold in everything. Mm-hmm. Everything in. And mm-hmm. when you do that, then why is that kid turning over them desks in that classroom like that? That's that misplaced rage. Yes. Why is this kid going out wanting to hurt this child? Why yes. is this kid going down the street, walking home from school, flipping mm-hmm. over another child? Why are we having these kind of behaviors? You have to be transparent. So he said, I, I need to not have you always um, talking about school and sports. Oh. I said, well, <laughs> okay. He said the pressure of that, mm. what I want to learn more about. And he explained what he wanted to learn more about. Can mm. I help him do this? And I said, okay. We're talking about a 13-year-old. But he was saying, like, I said, well, son, education, I'm going to keep on saying that. I'm going to keep on putting that in you because mm-hmm. you need to have it. So mm-hmm. that's one of the things I'm, I, I, <laughs> I I can compromise on other stuff. But the education, I'm going to keep on until I get there. I had not got there where I can just pull back off of that yet. Yes, yes, yes. I'm like, boy, I need you to get something in you and be excited about it. So... Amen. I mean, yeah, that's pretty yeah, much yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I, I I also share with one of the counselors at the school. I have to I have to say this. I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. um, she was um, you know, explaining how she go into the classrooms and try to talk to some of the kids, and mm-hmm. you know, they just don't seem interested. This is high school level. They're not interested. And then she mm-hmm. said, "Well, and you know." I go in there and I tell them, you know, back in the day when I was such and such, I said, that's where you're going wrong at. <laughs> you know, start off talking about back in the day, you done lost them right there. They done shut out because they don't want to hear that. They hear that at home probably mm-hmm. all the time. Back in the day, we didn't do this. We didn't talk to parents. We didn't do none of that. No, 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 ma'am. If yeah. you want to get off to that kid, you have to be able to give them something tangible, something that they can relate to. Mm-hmm. Not back in the day. 1940 mm-hmm. because we living in a different era different time you can't do that and expect to get the same result no ma'am amen amen so listen mm-hmm. so that was that was so much and so you know sophie talked about how um you know she's working with you know some some young people but then she also has interactions with those high schoolers but we're seeing all the red flags early on we're seeing it you yeah. know teachers are seeing it the counselors are seeing it. You know, even when I was teaching, I was seeing it. I felt like I was doing more ministering, counseling, and praying for kids than I was teaching my subject. That's how serious it was. You know, and it was so necessary. But we're going to pull Robert into the conversation now because the the, the, the children that he's, the, the young folk that he's dealing with as a behavioral health counselor, this is where we see all those red flags become greater issues. And now, you know, their, their behaviors are, are, are putting them in situations where they can no, no longer live their lives free. Yeah. Right? So, so Robert, share with us, 
the issue, some of the issues that they brought in that you see these youths, the young young folks bringing in, um, you know what I mean? And and that's just mm-hmm. distorting their lives and and and, and dis- de- destroying their lives. You know what what has been your interaction? Well, first of all, I want to say I appreciate you allowing us to come on to, to share in this broadcast tonight uh, with Abide Forever. Um, uh, one of the things, you know, from Sophie, um, when the kids are at her level, they're actually in home or in some form of guardianship, mm-hmm. under, whether it be a foster care or mm-hmm. the actual parents or even a grandparent. Mm-hmm. And so by the time they arrive in my facility, they have... A one either been abandoned, rejected, or mm-hmm. some type of trauma in their life, or been administered to them where now they come to my program for treatment. Mm-hmm. And we offer, uh, we uh, serve kids from ages 12 all the way up to 18 years of age. It's all male facility, of course, but I've worked with girls as well too. Uh, the trauma is the same. Uh, typically, um, when they are having these red flags that are taking place in the school system at home, uh, destroying their own rooms, destroying their personal items, mm-hmm. uh, that what we've learned is that it's a cry for help. Mm-hmm. It's a cry for somebody to hear them, to listen to them, because they have this inner pain that's going on that they themselves may not be able to fully comprehend, and they can't. One of the things that we've I've learned uh, through this process of uh, learning behavior health is that most of our kids, their brains don't end develop stage until they're actually 28 years of age. So that means we got some young folk, young adults, whose brains have fully not been fully developed as of yet. Maybe 21 legal to drink and do all that, but your brain is still being formed. So. Mm-hmm put in perspective a, a young person from age one or from birth all the way up to uh, 12 years of age when we see some of these things start manifesting in their lives uh, mm-hmm. it, it really breaks your heart so when they come to me I, I, I receive this young boy uh, who may be in a man's body because some of our boys 18 17 years of age they have more hair than I do on their faces mm-hmm. but as little wounded children who've been, you know, whatever, maybe molestation, yeah. maybe in, um, a rejection, uh, the death of a parent, uh, a, a grandparent who who uh, doesn't have the physical uh, capacity to really deal with the problems that they're facing. And so mm-hmm. they're crying out for help as well, too. Uh, we, we have kids that, that suffer from truancy and uh, so on and so forth. Uh, we, I mean, I, I've dealt with it all pretty much uh, from kids uh, uh, urinated on themselves, of, um, or, or even uh, you know, uh, passing um, feces, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we deal with a wide number of things, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, um, our our kids, you know, when we look at it from a, a biblical standpoint, always um, God brings to my mind always about Mephibosheth, the life of Mephibosheth. Yeah. Um, and um, when I look at his life, how he was damaged at an early age, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why I see our kids today. Many of them have been damaged at an early age. Wow. The Bible talks about how the very one who is his caregiver, his protector, his mm-hmm. guardian, 
present time while his father and his granddad were off at war. Uh, she was there to protect him. And yeah. even when they protected him, she still injured him. Mm. Many parents that today, uh, me and our parents, some of them are, are trying their very best to protect them, to, to rear them up. And, and as both my wife stated earlier, you know, many of them don't have the resources. If you go in some of these poverty-stricken neighborhoods, um, uh, middle class, and even upper class, don't don't get it twisted. Even we often receive kids who parents are well off, have thriving businesses, but they don't know how to deal with Gillick Junior. Yeah, yeah. Our program, we have to deal with it and figure out what's going on, what's the root cause of the behavior that's going on in their life. And so, um, that, that, there's so many things, and this, this is a long, really extensive discussion uh, that we really we haven't even got to the depth of it. But um, there, there are so many things that our kids are facing today. Um, and then when you mentioned uh, the aspect of exposure. Mm. Things that are readily at their hands. You know, we came up on the encyclopedia uh, generation, I call it. You know, where you had to go and physically go and find things. Where now everything is at the tip of a fingertip uh, of any child. You know, most children, even ages five, have cell phones now. You know, and that was unheard of in my day. <laughs> but it's right there. And so uh, information is readily available to our young people. And so when there's no parameters, when there's no set structure yeah. for them, then they can get exposed to things that could potentially harm them and add added trauma to their lives. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so it, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot. And uh, as you say, you know, we, we just constantly pray for them and, and not only prayer, you know, we gotta put legs to the prayer. Amen. Their lives yeah. and uh, and and uh, be there to listen. Yeah, yeah. most kids they want someone that's going to actually listen to them. You know, mm -hmm. you know. But yeah, that's that's kind of where we are. My goodness, um, wow! And I think you really brought center this thing for us tonight because <clears throat> you know even young parents coming into parenthood you know they have that excitement about okay the baby's coming and you know we even see young people posting you know on social media now the excitement about you know the baby and this is my day one and all these little catchy things they say right and it's all true it's all true but in that caregiving process there's a lot that you know we get wrong as parents you know <clears throat> something small for us can be huge it, it, huge for the child right mm -hmm. but because we haven't listened um, the child is now lacking something very important and very it, there, there becomes a void right mm -hmm. and, 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 and here's the thing I'm just talking about non-intentional consequences that's it. So many, so many young folks are suffering just from non-intentional consequences. So what do we do? Like going back to, you know, Sophie, you talked about uh, emotional disconnect. Mm -hmm. That's a common thing, right? How, how do you, how do you, and both of y'all, you can answer this one here. How do parents who have not been equipped to connect emotionally 
right? How do they learn? How do they get to the point where they can connect with their children? These are non-intentional consequences that goes back to the very first word that was mentioned tonight, environment. Is that the top because that was the first thing that Sophie led in with. She said environment. Mm -hmm. So because of my environment, I'm living <clears throat> with this injury that Robert just, just put us, gave us his framework for concerning Mephibosheth, that he was injured, not intentionally, right? But now he, 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 he's suffering, right? And so I guess my question is, you know, for parents, how do we be able, how are we able to provide for our children that which we haven't learned and that which we haven't received? Because for a lot of these parents, they don't know this either. Right. <laughs> so how right. do we get there? Like what, how do we get there? Uh, well, <laughs> let, let me say this, you know, um, and I always have to think about my own upbringing. Yeah in my own life mm -hmm. as being a father mm -hmm. uh, being present with my kids and even the flip side of being not present physically mm -hmm. bodily in their life um and being able to find that balance mm -hmm. uh in a divorcee have girls yeah. who, who really need that 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 voice of their father in their life and mm -hmm. being able to really wrestle with them one thing you know i, I want to share with parents First of all, uh, learn how to forgive yourself Amen. for what you don't know. Amen. Amen. Many of us, you know, uh, and I can only speak to myself, many of us, we had uh, mentors mm -hmm. or trainers in our lives that may not necessarily have been the healthiest uh, 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 role models for us. Mm -hmm. You know, came up in a, in a, in a single-parent home. Uh, mm -hmm. But that's no excuse. Uh, the reality is, is that many of us are learning on the cuff, so to speak. Yeah. You know, and, and what I've learned is that uh, this life is a journey. And that comes with fathers, mothers, uh, uh, role models, instructors. Mm -hmm. And so we have to really take pressure off ourselves okay. uh, and learn how to forgive ourselves for what we don't know. But then you have to be intentional, uh, especially when you're dealing with the hearts of children. You have to be intentional about mm -hmm. what you want to invest in them, mm -hmm. speak to their lives. Mm -hmm. And and you know the Bible talks about training up a child in the way that it should go. Mm -hmm. You know, so part of that training, uh it comes from a Hebrew word called Shanak, which mm -hmm. means to drill, to instruct, yeah. to prepare for war. Yeah. You know, when we talk about preparing our kids, you know, <clears throat> there are gonna be some times where things happen that we have to be transparent about. Mm -hmm. That's out of everybody's control, you know. And I, and I, I tell this to my boys at work. Um, you know, uh, none of you all determine which family you was going to be born into. Mm -hmm. So you, your past does not dictate who you can become. And so, if you get the right type of mentors in your life, there can be some change. There can be some positive things, but you got to mm -hmm. learn how to give yourself. So I say that to even parents, you know, because uh, I've even had to talk with parents, grandparents who come to visit their sons or grandsons uh, there at my facility. Uh, and then even being with a football coach, I've dealt with the singleness and trying to find answers. A lot of people are crying out. 
parents included. Uh, uh, it's a vicious cycle. And so we really have to be transparent with what we are. And then, you know, uh, um, the thing we have to do is really begin to speak and talk about things. A lot of people are ashamed. You know, I was born at one time, didn't want to talk about it. I just wanted to do what I needed to do because I knew what I wanted, you know, and it was pretty clear what I wanted early on uh, because of the things I experienced coming up as a young person or whatnot. And so we have to really invest in our kids. Uh, I'm going to share three things and I'll be done. Um, first of all, you know, these principles that we, you know, you 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 have to take people seriously. Yeah. We got to take our kids seriously. Mm. And number two, join them, follow their concern, and then lead them through become that that moral compass or GPS for them. You know, we all get in cars and got these fancy GPSs and we can plug in the address and it can yeah. guide you where you're supposed to go because you know where the destination is. But some people don't know what the destination is. And that creates conflict, you know. So yeah. we, we have to really be able to determine what it is that we want or where do we want to go. And then God will begin to allow to put certain people in your life to be able to help you get to where you need to be, you know. So, um, parents, breathe, take a deep breath, <laughs> relax, yeah. and know that you're not in it by yourself. You're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hallelujah, that was good. Like, good. it was. That's it. That's what we need right here. <laughs> <laughs> that was real good. It is. Yeah, what you got? What you got yeah. to say? That, you yeah. said it all. Huh? said it all. I thought you said it all. No. <laughs> you said it all. It, you have to communicate. Yeah. Uh, you have to be involved with Come your child. When I say involved, if you have to take the doors off the hinges. Come on. So you can see that child instead of sending that child to that room. Come on. And what they doing on that phone or on that name. You have to have some kind of interaction with your children. And even if you don't even know certain things, I mean, you can find out how to get an answer. Start asking your kids some questions. Yeah. Questions. Yeah. If you have to take one day after week, well, we have like technology, no technology Tuesday. Take all the technology. No, look, we gonna sit here and, and love on each other and interact, find out some board games, something. You yeah. have to have that kind of interaction. The kids are suffering. They don't know how to socialize. And because they don't know how to socialize, it's because they on their phone and they're not communicating with nobody or they're on that, in that game. Right. Right. You're so right. our social skills are... <laughs> it's, it's a mess. Right. Well, mm -mm -mm. they have social skills. It's from a digital perspective, though. Digital, <laughs> right? Rolling right. in the grass and the leaves, playing football, like it used yeah. to be. Right. You know, that that part of physical socialization, mm -hmm. but there is a digital socialization. Yeah. Right. I guess that's why, when there's communication with them, they speak like this instead mm -hmm. of speaking like this. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Because they used to this, and yeah. not right here. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's really good. And and just one last question, and we're gonna wrap this up. Um <clears throat> and we're gonna um press in a little bit more next week as we um discuss the path forward. 
not just for parents, but was a path forward for teachers, was a passport forward for spiritual leaders, right? Um, even pe influencers, social media influencers, like stop influencing our children toward that. There's so much negativity out there, right? And so they're getting good, but they're also getting bad. Um, and so, you know, what we want to talk about is just kind of just reinforce what the path forward is for everybody because we're all responsible, right? We're interdependent. Like you depending on me to, right. to do the right things, to use my platform for the right purpose. You know, I'm depending on, you know, the people in your school are depending on you. Parents are depending on you, um, yeah. both of you guys to do your part, right? Right. Um, so we want to talk about that path forward. Um, and, and this was really good tonight. There are a lot of issues, um, challenges. I'm going to call them challenges, but we know that there is nothing too hard for God, right? Yeah. So we started out with the environment. You know, you touched a little bit on the impact of COVID. Um, you talked about the need for communication, right? You talked right. about fear and shame. A lot of young people wrestling with fear and shame. Those two things right there, those are destructive. When you yeah. go into adulthood with fear and shame, handicap, that's get in your mind what a handicapped person, uh, uh, how they carry themselves, right? Fear and shame is a handicap. You may not see it in their physical body, but I promise you, mm -hmm. they will not live up to their fullest and highest potential because those two things are limiters. They are life limiters. You guys mentioned um, parents uh, investing as much into their children as they expect of the school, of the teachers, of the pastors and every, you know, like when people say, pray for me, let you can pray for yourself too, right? You can lay your hands on your children. You can lay them on that bottom too. Ain't no wrong with that. But I mean, you know, we've got to, parents have to step up and take that responsibility and be active. You talked about the emotional disconnect, very important. That's a huge one, right? A huge one. Um, Robert mentioned trauma. He mentioned so many things that the children, the young men coming into the facility brought in with them. And I think one of the key things that stick out in my mind right now is when he talked about, you know, when these red flags are, are coming up, they're in a home environment. What happens when they, they don't have an anchor at all? Right. They don't have a safe place. There is no safe place. Right. Right. So we have to talk about, you know, this path forward. Okay. And and everybody's responsibility in it. Um, and, and just moving on, just some of these, some of the factors that need to be that we're looking at. Perfectionism. Perfectionism handed down to, to your children. Cause I, I'll admit I've been a bit of a perfectionist as a parent, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, but mm -hmm. when I and I can own that when I look at my children, you know, some of the and they're 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 very different. The boy and the girl, they're very different. Absolutely, they're all different. Their their response to me is their of how I've parented has been different. You know, yeah. one handled it a little bit better, and one, you know, what I mean, got got some anxiety because that unnecessary pressure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right? and so now because i know better i'm working to undo right right Boom, to bring healing to it you know what I mean? the injury the mm -hmm. injury when you become aware of the injury you caused you bring healing to it right okay right. so there's just so much there is so much all of these were great points tonight
um, we're going to continue on with discussion discussion next week. We want to talk more about where we've gone wrong and, and try to identify what the path forward is for everybody. Listen, do you guys have any final thoughts? Uh, well, I'll, I'll let her in out, but no. <laughs> uh, definitely a great topic. It's, yeah. it's humongous. I mean, yeah. we could talk hours and hours about uh, healing and deliverance of our youth. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think it even begins with the adults as well. We have to be healed as well before we can truly lead uh, yeah. our youth into their next chapter and their next destination mm -hmm. um, and, and have honest communication, you know, about where we are. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so my, my I guess my final thought would be, you know, even just to remind people that there's still a place at the table. Hallelujah. Right people you know they, they they're needed and 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 their gift and their purpose and why they're here because you know we we hadn't even talked about suicide ideations mm -hmm. things of that nature and so some feel like their lives are insignificant but there is a place in the table, you know so we just really have to um be able to be able to peel the layers back so to speak of the onion and get to the core of the problem and uh then true healing can take place so uh, I'm I'm I, I'm glad to be on this this podcast and to to uh, days to come where we can discuss even more. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what's up. That's right. That's what's up. So, you got anything? That's 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 it. I, I'm, Amen. That's it. Amen. Just focus on your mental wellness. Yes, your mental wellness. Wellness. Yes, not illness. Not the illness, but the wellness. <laughs> I say like this: self care. That's yes. good self care. Yes, hallelujah. You know what? And I think next week because we really didn't get into like some of the emotional, um, the mental emotional traumas, right? Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I think um, Pastor Rogers just touched on it when he talked about, um, you know, and I, even when I mentioned anxiety, we're talking about anxiety, depression, right? Suicide, mm -hmm. you know, all of these things, manifestations, these things that come forth as a result of all these traumas. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we, discussed, we can peel back and listen to that next week. Listen, this was a good time, and the Lord, I thank you guys my name is Dr. Ebony Robinson. The co-host for the next few weeks is going to be, hallelujah, Pastor Rogers. And his wife, his bride, Miss Rogers. Right, that's right. Yes, we welcome Never, yes. And until next time, you guys, be blessed. Bless you. <laughs>